0: Way down is
1: this? Uh, is this better? That's much better. Do I still sound? I can see my my like spikes are much lower, but do I still? Those are sound? good because
0: that gives you more headroom to yeah. clean it up later.
1: So this is this why you got a professional sound uh-huh. dude on the pod? You can some some nerd can tell me how to fix my levels <laughs> and all that.
2: And all this right. What do you guys do every week?
1: <laughs> yeah, we have to learn how to do the podcast again every single week. We forget. It's like it's we get down
2: Man, I feel like I should definitely appreciate it a lot more now.
0: <laughs> well it's like a baby learning to walk every week. Every week. <laughs> Bazinga. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and
1: gentlemen, your your your, your attention, please your attention, please your attention, please. And now the moment we've been waiting for is here. Don't ask us how many years we've been doing. all right week 12 is in the books uh it's not playoff time quite yet but for some of us i'll save myself here uh it definitely feels like the playoffs there are some tough matchups must win games we're back in divisional play rivalries are hot uh joining me of course is the commissioner who i mean aside from the podcast just isn't even talking to me uh, because of this division that I picked, Justin, you're obviously very angry, very upset, and of course, uh, you know we we duked it out last week. Um, I'm hoping you can forgive me, though. We've had a long friendship. I don't want to throw it away over, uh, you know, just just a stupid fantasy football league. Uh, I, I
0: I guess what I'll say about the divisions is it's really taught us that it's been kind of like I don't want to call it arbitrary. I think people put a lot of thought into it. Um, but each of the divisions like seems up and down. And what I've really learned is that those decisions are like incredibly important. Because if you go out of your way to make a tough division like Austin did, um, it'll happen. So all the decision-making we've been making before this um, has been valid. You have been making good divisions with at least a couple weak points um, because our division does not have it. And we're all going to beat the shit out of each other. Somebody who's like a top four point scorer on the season is probably not going to playoffs, um, even with the six spots. So yeah, divisions matter a lot.
1: Yeah. I I think about that a lot. I also, as the person who generates the schedule, which I do like randomly, I'm not like picking matchups week by week, you know, I generate numbers, but it's also, it's like, dude, I could have clicked that randomized button one more time. And then maybe my record would be a lot better. (laughs) Um, But that's neither here nor there. The most important thing is we have a guest, a special guest, first time guest on the podcast is Robert of the Bakers. Robert, you are currently the number one team right now. You're just like, trouncing the league i mean are you even stressing out at this point like do do wins even matter to you or are you just like coasting in the playoffs
2: oh no i'm super stressed um you know from a, a, a standpoint of like yeah i have more wins than the rest of the league but like it as much as that matters it's also not about that right like yeah i have my division the rest of this um rest of these two games but i'm like well what about after that so um knowing that the kind of points that the people i could potentially be facing like ryan and uh justin and you who are putting up like 200 points or even more than what my you know kind of ceiling has been this season uh even my brother this next week i'm i lost to him already once in uh this season and when he started to kind of decline a little bit, I was like, okay, I might have a chance for that second, you know, uh, game that we have to play with each other and uh, not so worried about it. But then this last week he's been kind of coming back and I'm like, oh man, like I was almost banking on that win to just really solidify that, that number one spot. And I don't personally feel like it's there just yet because I'm uh, really competitive in the sense of like, I have to win every game um but yeah I'm super like worried about who I'm playing how it's gonna match up and uh you know might just go out there and kind of do the best that I can with what I have um but you know it's definitely one of those seasons where I'm just like glad I pulled that one out
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah I'm glad you brought up Martin uh playing him this week I'm curious like Growing up, were you guys, like, super competitive? I mean, when you're matching up against him, regardless of, you know, being division mates and, like, trying to get to the playoffs, I mean, like, do you, you know, want to, like, destroy his soul or is there some, like, brotherly love where it's like, yeah, I'd like to win, but I do want to break his heart?
2: Um, I mean, there's definitely both aspects of that. I think growing up, we've always really been competitive with one another in a sense of um, things like, you know he's always been the smarter one uh, a lot more like I was just saying earlier very techie very understanding of like uh you know science and math and things like that and it coming natural to him and I've been a lot more on the physical side of like you know strength and working out and you know other things like that fall into those categories but um we've been competitive in that way growing up. I think most of our life, cause we both always wanted to be better at the thing that we weren't better at than the other. Um, but kind of going into this match, I, I definitely am just like, okay, he has some things that, uh, I should be worried about, but I feel like I also have some, some potential there where, um, you know, I, I might surprise someone here or there and, um, you know, it's going to come down to, I think, a pretty good matchup, especially kind of looking at these um, numbers on uh, just today. I'm just like, okay, you know, we're at 50%. Uh, we both had players fall out because of buys and who can I play? Who's he going to play? And those kind of matchups kind of thing that I'm just like, all right, this will be an interesting week for me at least. Um, but at the same time, like you said, uh, there's always that brotherly love where I, I definitely kind of want to destroy him, but <laughs> I, I'm also like, oh, I, I, I don't need to destroy him. I just want to beat him.
1: I don't hate him as much as I, you know, would want to, you know, destroy some of these other teams. But uh, still, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, still want to get a win. You know, uh, we, we've sometimes referred to you as Buff Martin. I'm thinking that we should start referring to Martin as uh, Nerdy Robert. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's more fair. Like that's the better name.
2: I definitely think it is. I mean, <laughs> when you when you outweigh the two kind of comparisons, um, he has a lot more than than I do in that sense. Um, you know, physicality only gets you so far, but brains will will probably take you a lot farther. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um. Yeah. I uh, wanted to ask you about. Uh. You know. Last week we had uh, the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh. So happy. Uh, happy Turkey Day to everyone. I hope everyone had good, relaxing, or at least uh, fun uh, week. But I know it could be stressful, especially. Uh. I mean. Well. I guess first for you, Justin. You had what? Like uh, all the state of Washington's children at your house for Thanksgiving. How did that go?
0: uh thankfully uh one whole family had to bail because they were sick so you know we got to slim the numbers a little bit but i actually ended up going pretty well um it was a it was a fun day
1: um yeah robert i want to ask you you know because you're a master chef you know of course uh, manager of the bakers uh do you, well first of all did you you know do a thanksgiving dinner where you are in charge of any cooking or baking
2: you know actually this year i got pretty lucky um I had a, a minimal amount of things that I was in charge of, um, and that was just because I had to work the day before, I had to work the day afterwards, which is no big deal, but like uh, we were going to Amanda's um, um, families for Thanksgiving because currently right now in my immediate family, I'm the only one that lives in Southern California, uh, <laughs> so I didn't really have anywhere else to go per se as well. Um, so. We just had to bring some sides and and that worked out very nice for us. But um, with that uh, said, my crazy mind and Amanda's kind of crazy mind on, we were told to just bring one pie, just like a pie. And we were like, oh, we could do a pie. We can do a cake and some cupcakes. (laughs) And we're like, oh, what if we make some like pastries? I was like, oh yeah, you know, like chocolate croissants from scratch and all this other stuff. And we were just like... At a point where we were doing ten different things and working, you know, two different stand mixers and things like that, uh, trying to time out who's baking what at what time, and you know who's using one of the four burners, and we were just like, we need to stop. They said bring a pie. They didn't even say it couldn't be store bought. <laughs>
1: Uh, what I'm picking up here is that we need to go to the Thanksgiving where you're at so that you and Amanda can make us all this uh, delicious food. We'll, we'll invite you to, uh, yeah, like uh, bring a pie and then we'll expect half the meal. <laughs>
2: um, but no, it's really cool. You know, me and her, we actually love uh, cooking and baking together and we have a, a really good flow when we're both in, in that zone. So um, it was a good Thanksgiving. Um, you know, thank you for asking Uh, but, uh, we definitely always mindset goes a little bit too much. And we, we really realized that about halfway through that we need to rein it in. So now we're left over with all these like sweets that, um, I don't eat because I don't, I'm not a big sweets person. Um, and she can only get through so much. (laughs) So (laughs) it was fun though.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Justin, let me, I'll ask you this first, uh, because I think, I I think everyone, I mean, the, the great thing about Thanksgiving is, uh, just, you know, it's a a food holiday. It's a holiday surrounding, uh, food and also like friends and family and football, a lot of F's, uh, going on there, but I think we all agree that like sides are the best. Uh, so Justin, I'll hit you up first. What is your go-to Thanksgiving side?
0: Um, so one of the, we, we cooked a lot of sides here, but uh, one thing I just really unlocked is that a lot of thanksgiving at our house is just based around putting gravy on top of everything you now how good the gravy is <laughs> and um we have uh kind of like a secret secret sauce type uh, family recipe from ashley that we've done in years past this year we weren't able to get the right stuff for it so we kind of uh improvised and it was the best goddamn gravy i have ever had in my life i could i like i was just i was almost drinking it it was so good um <laughs> uh, so mashed potatoes probably the number one vessel but really all I eat on Thanksgiving, like in total is just mashed potatoes, Turkey and gravy on a giant plate, like all mixed up together. So yeah, I, I,
1: I saw a few people on Reddit talking about, uh, just that Thanksgiving for them is the gravy holiday. It's like mostly about putting gravy on various things. Um, so, so definitely appreciate that. Uh, Robert, what's your go-to side? Uh,
2: you know, I definitely have to shout out Ashley over here because, uh, She put up one of my number one uh, top sides, and that's going to be the green green casserole, which is actually one of the side dishes that I was in charge of making this year because we do kind of have a slight family recipe going on as well. Um, I will admit it actually isn't one of the dishes that I personally have made myself very often, so I was a little bit in uncharted territory just because of the span of the last time i made it i was like oh shoot what did i do but um i probably made enough uh of it to feed like five families and (laughs) (laughs) um i'm not i'm not mad about it though because i was like cool two of these are coming home with me yeah and um it, it, it's probably, like, one of my number ones outside of mashed potatoes. I'm, I'm with Justin on that, too, though, is, like, it definitely is a gravy holiday, and you can never pour enough gravy on, and uh, I think my number one side is green bean mashed potatoes, or green bean casserole, and then um, anything with gravy on it is my, my second, like, number one side. I don't care what it is.
1: I mean, for Thanksgiving, that can mean anything. You put a gravy on the cranberry sauce. If, if, if that's if that's your will, it, you know, people might look at you funny. But hey, that's not. It's, it's and you it would still
2: find a way to find uh, to be in that that you know top ten.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that you put a cranberry sauce with turkey. Everyone, the first time, you know, like when you give it to kids the first time, they're like, "What? What is this?" And you're just like, "Just taste the magic. You'll see. You'll understand." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, green bean casserole definitely one I grew up with. That's like uh, my my mom side of the family had a, a recipe for that. Uh, always a favorite. Uh, I'll give a shout out to another one of my mom's uh, signature dishes uh, from her family recipes, which is a, a sweet potato casserole. So you use the the sweet potatoes, and it's very fluffy. Uh, you know, with this kind of like marshmallow crust on top. I was gonna um, ask if
0: the marshmallows were in there. Everybody yeah, loves you the marshmallows. Get, yeah,
1: you get the melted marshmallows on top. Um, but it, cause I'm also not like a super sweet tooth person. So I can't, I can't eat, do too sugary, but it's that right mix of like the, the, the sugar and the sweet potatoes is, it's like enough to, and then the, you know, the marshmallows make it pop. So it's just like the right, uh, deliciousness. And the only time I get it is if not only Thanksgiving, but if I'm happening to Thanksgiving with my mother who, uh, you know, it's, it's been a few years with the pandemic since that's happened. So, uh, shout out that one. That, that, that's a good one.
2: Yeah. Shout I mean, out to mom. Shout yeah. out mom.
1: <laughs> I know you're listening out there. Uh No, she's uh it, it, you know, I'm getting my family into fantasy. Uh this is our I think our third year of doing something fantasy football related. Uh my mom's very heated uh about it. She loves uh she's very attached to all her all her players as Justin knows, uh you know, she talk to him for three hours about Tyler Lockett. Um, So, yeah, who knows? Maybe uh, in in the near future, I'll have to do two league podcasts. I'll do one with my mom, and we we talk about fancy football and uh, old family recipes. It'll be perfect. (laughs) Definitely. All right. Well, uh, Robert, we got more questions for you a little bit later, but before that, just because we have a horrible habit of talking about literally everything that people mail in about. Uh, Justin, do we have any mailbag, any mailbag for Robert?
0: Uh, Robert, what's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish, Robert, what's it like being in a league with your brother? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, let me make sure I got nothing new here. Well, we got one that is just really going to strike an, a nerve for me at least, but it seems like it comes up once a year. So let's just dig into it again. Uh, tight end completely sucks this year. We offer two possible slots each week to the position. Not true. My team can't slot a single tight end each week, much less two. Suggest we open up the slot to a true flex running back, wide receiver, tight end. Teams teams could then start four running backs if they have them. Maybe even open it up to IDP players if you have ESPN flex options allow it. What do you guys think? Well, Eric, I appreciate you writing in the same comment every single year. Um, you know, one of our most diehard listeners, you're always there for us. Um uh, so the part about, uh, if there was an IDP or not an IDP, if there's a flex position that allowed you like, uh, offense or a defensive player, I think that would be super, super interesting and a lot of strategy, um, in that, but, um, they do not. Um, yeah. but back to the original comment here, I like, I, we have said this so, so often we added that position because wide receiver is so deep because we have punt return, we have um, the the half point PPR. So we added that because wide receiver is so deep, we wanted people to be able to start four, rider, four wide receivers if they wanted. We added the tight end flexibility because very, very, very rarely there will be a team with two good tight ends. Or if you're in bye week woes, you then have the option of, you know, maybe you have a tight end backup who's doing pretty decent. You can flex them, stuff like that. But people, I think, would be a lot more comfortable with that position if you just like forgot that you could ever put a tight end in there and just treated it like a, an extra wide receiver spot. And I'll let you guys chime in, but I, I would... A thousand times over, turn that into an another dedicated wide receiver spot um, before I would ever turn that into a wide receiver, running back, tight end, flex.
1: Uh, I mean, I I would just I love how this started out as a, a comment about. The tight end position, but inevitably gets to four running backs, which I know Eric wants dearly. Uh, I mean, is
0: running back that obviously running back is deeper than tight end. But the fact that we can start three of them right now, I mean, how many teams are reliably starting three running backs that they feel good about? It's already um, too much. Running let back alone is the worst fourth position. one they're sitting on. I, 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 I like. I'm one of the teams that's actually pretty close to being able to start four running backs, and I still don't want to do that. It's it's too rough. It's too rough. Uh,
1: tight ends are definitely painful this year, this season. Um, but, but yeah, no. If anything, I want to go down to one running back. Let's all just have one. We'll have one workhorse. Everyone will be happy. Uh, there'll be no more pain. <laughs>
0: Um, but Robert, uh, you played with us uh, previously, but I was wondering if you had any insight compared to other leagues that you've played in, um, if you had any preference around kind of the, the positional adjustments we've made for our league.
2: Uh, yeah, so, you know, obviously, the the original time I played with you guys was, shoot, I think, honestly, like seven years ago. So there's probably been a lot of updates and I say that probably because I don't remember what rules and guidelines we played with that one year. But there, there was a definite learning adjustment period for me. And um, you know, that comes with everything from the draft to like what you guys were throwing out Um, fab wise for like the waiver wires and things like that. And like, I blew mine in the beginning because I was just like, oh, everyone's going hard. And so I was like, I guess I'm going hard. And then I found out like it was only over a couple players that I lost anyways, so that I just wasted that. But with examples like that, I mean, um, honestly, over other leagues that I've played in, and um, it hasn't been too much, too many other leagues um, between that year and this year. But uh, I, I I do like the way our, the setup here is. I, I um I don't know if I I agree with the what Eric said with the tight end wide receiver running back aspect. I will admit that it was nice to have the wide receiver tight end aspect because I think it was like for me week nine. Um, I I was playing Lucinda and. I was in like bye hell and I was just like I had a backup tight end just because I wasn't sure about this guy and it worked out where I played two tight ends and I actually believe I did that right after you Justin said never play two tight ends.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean it, it like especially those bye week hells or injuries I mean like it can come in handy and I know I think Andrew has uh you know spotted in two tight ends this season a couple other teams so I mean the flexibility there, that's what it's all about. That's why that's why we still have it. Not that it's like part of the strategy to start two tight ends, but if you need to, you can't.
2: Exactly. And it's the same thing with like running backs. I I believe uh you guys even talked about uh maybe two weeks ago starting two uh running backs from the same team, but I've actually been somewhat uh in the beginning. Handicap to having to play two uh, running backs on the same team and it's just worked out uh so i i don't have a good argument against it to, no. to say hey take i mean, your austin chance. can also pre all you got yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah well also, welcome can to also
0: the, sing the the benefits of uh, starting two badass uh, running backs on the same welcome team. to
1: the club you have to pick the right combo it has to be the right team and then certain stuff has to come out but yeah i was on i was on the fancy football reddit like today or yesterday and somebody was talking about robert your are cowboy's running back stack and they're like who do you, you start if you have tony pollard and zeke and like the top comment was both and all these people chiming in about it and i was just like uh, I feel vindicated, you know, just the two running back thing. It's not a ceiling play, but it's a, it can be a great floor play. And I'm happy to see that, you know, that at least the Cowboys running backs, uh, you know, living up to the strategy on your team, Robert.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's actually really funny that we're, we're talking about that right now because um, I think it was like week two, Lucinda actually texted me and she had uh, Pollard. And she was like, hey, do you want to trade? But honestly, I think I was like at work that day and I saw the text message come through and I just was like, oh, that's interesting. And I like kind of dismissed it at the time and never really went back to it because I got other messages throughout the day and whatnot and completely forgot to text her. And literally last week I brought up her message to say or to talk to her about something And I was like, oh, shoot, I never responded to that. And I just really thought it's so funny that she wanted to give it give Pollard to me. But it went through, you know, whoever to Justin, then to me. So I ended up getting him anyways. And now I have that stack. (laughs) And I was like, oh, only I guess miracles happen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it wasn't a good idea earlier in the season, but it became one. Uh, I had a similar experience with the message left uh, unreplied to. Uh, I, I looked and saw late that uh, Jana had hit me up uh, before the trade deadline about Mark Andrews, and I don't think I got back to her. So apologies, Jana. I'm sorry. I'm not a bad trade partner. I just I didn't see the message.
0: So we're getting so far off base, but while we were chit-chatting, I had to go yeah. and see Robert, your last team here because I wanted to see how different the the team structure has been. I I'm actually v- like I'm shocked right now about how little has changed since the last time you played with us. So it's 2018. Uh so we played uh 3 seasons without you. Um we we did have the same flex spots, all the offensive positions were the same. And we had 3 IDP. I'm just like, man, how long have we been playing IDP now? That's wild to me. You also had Leighton Vander Esch on your team, which is crazy because in my mind, he's like this young up and comer, but he's I guess in his fifth fucking NFL season.
1: Yeah. Also, I always associate him with Martin because Martin had him for like a couple seasons. <laughs>
2: That's that is really crazy. I can't believe it was only three years. When I said earlier, it was like seven years ago. It really feels like it was a long time ago. <laughs> that's
1: how, that's what the pandemic <laughs> does to everyone. So I mean, if years. if you want to
0: feel the opposite and feel like it was a long time ago, you had Darren Sproles and Doug Martin on your team. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> there you go. Uh, and Sterling uh,
0: Shepard, who is also a young and up and comer on my team, but apparently has been playing for
2: seven years now. Did I have Barkley too? I really feel like I had an argument with Ashley at the draft uh, party that like I got. You can name his...
0: any player in fantasy and Ashley will say, Oh yeah, he used to be on my team. doesn't matter. Who I believe,
2: is. I believe she had him, but I thought I recruited him his rookie yeah. year. Yeah, I can't you... see
0: the whole transaction, but you did have Saquon Barkley. Uh, the last time you played with us,
2: you can see it right here. Okay. Not not that I was like fishing for anything, but I was like, well, if you have the stats, I might as well ask.
0: No, that's good. This is where Austin's going to insert a dashboard confessional right Vindicated. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, we got way off track. So thanks, Eric, for that question here. Let's, let's move over to some uh, Robert-specific questions that we got going on here. Uh, question for you, Robert. Do you use your fly when you go to the bathroom or are you a dick over the waistband kind of guy?
2: It depends on the mood I'm in.
0: (laughs) That was the best answer yet. (laughs) Depends on how saucy I'm feeling.
1: Uh, Robert has a flex spot for going to that. He could do either either position.
0: Yeah, you don't want to limit your your flex opportunities.
2: You know, sometimes you just got to like let it hang out. But then other times you just, you know, got to have that that little bit of pressure to, to show you, hey, who's really in charge? I
1: mean, you're making a joke, but that is true. There are some times where you do just let it go out and you're like, you know, have fun, be free, buddy. And other times it's like, you know, there this situation calls for a little bit more control. Uh, I don't mean to be a micromanager, but, you know, somebody's got to be in charge here.
2: It's like being able to, you know, have an Uzi and just spray everything or, or, or really need to hit a target.
1: <laughs> Sometimes the Uzi works.
0: All right, we got one more here. Um, since Robert loves Patrick Mahomes, I think he should impersonate Patrick Mahomes for the rest of the podcast.
2: Impersonate? I, I don't even know what that means. Like,
0: I think it means be like a really good quarterback for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: okay, done. Do it
0: now. Like, do your best NFL MVP <laughs> impression. <laughs> yeah.
1: You guys can't see this, uh, but Robert is currently leading a late fourth quarter drive down the field <laughs> and uh, just hooking up with Kelsey constantly.
0: He just it's threw nice. a, a no-look left-handed uh, touchdown.
2: A side, a, a sidearm, though. It has to be sidearm. Oh, yeah.
0: Got a lot of uh, that does it for the mailbag. Uh, although I did want to bring up Robert now that we're pretty far removed from the trade we made. Um, uh, you must be pretty happy about it. I don't know if there was any kind of, if you are trying to decide between Herbert and Mahomes or if Mahomes is already your guy at that point and you were just trying to move on from Herbert.
2: Um, you know, it kind of goes back and forth to me and uh, I don't know. I feel like anytime you ever ask me questions like that, I'll always say that because <laughs> the way my mind works, but um I think some of the biggest factors that come into play with that is, like, knowing that I kept Mahomes from, um, honestly, I forget who I even took the team over from last year. So I was looking at those price values and thinking, like, is this a long-term thing? Is this even something I could sustain for, like, a year or even two in this league just because... Um, you know, this is my reintroductor or re, I can't say that word right now, reintroductory, uh, into this league. And, um, I was like, I I can't get rid of such a good player, but can I also afford to keep them? And mm-hmm. ultimately this year, I obviously decided to keep one or keep him, but I'm like, is he the next year or is Herbert the next year for me? Um, so it was hard to make that decision, but I think I went with the right one um, and kind of just telling myself, Hey, you know what? I'm going to s- establish myself and be involved in this league versus just come into it and being like, Oh, you know, he's going to be in the toilet bowl and hopefully he <laughs> does better next year. <laughs> I wanted yeah. it to be like, Hey, he stood at least a middle ground and we'll see how next year goes. You know, and it, I could have drafted better. I could have, you know, picked up waiver wires better. And those are things that I can change in the future, regardless of that decision, where if I hadn't made the decision that I did, it was going to come down to like, oh, shoot. Well, like he has to pick a whole team over in the draft kind of thing. So um, I just needed a solid player is what I felt like. I, I really just needed one guy that was going to be my point maker and and carried me through. Uh, honestly, farther than what I was expecting, I will I, admit I didn't really plan to be the best record in, in the league at the moment.
0: I think if anything, I mean the expectations for some of us were probably on the opposite end. You know, you finished uh, third place um, your your first round at it. So, um, yeah, I mean it's it's been impressive um, just seeing. Yeah, you kind of make those decisions coming into the draft. You drafted a pretty solid roster, and you know, not not a lot of moves, but you know, pretty impactful ones as far as keeping your team afloat. And, um, I'm I'm sure you've heard us mention quite a few times now, just really putting up, um, you know, not, not mind blowing numbers, but really solid numbers, um, you know, that combined with the right schedule can really lead to, um, you know, a good, um, regular season finish at least.
1: Yeah. And, uh, as far as establishing yourself goes, as Justin mentioned, I mean, like your first season, you finished eight and five third place, uh, in the league, uh, you're nine and three right now, so the worst you're going to finish is nine and five, which is still an improvement on that really good first season. So, uh, dude, you're established, man. You're uh, <laughs> no. a bona fide winner. <laughs> so you've got uh, more than twenty games under your belt and uh, a positive win record, uh, which a lot of people in this league can't brag about.
2: <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, not not too much more to say on that other than. I, I am happy with those results.
1: <laughs> well, I'll say this. Uh, the other comment I had about the whole trade specifically, uh, well, not only just the trade, but, you you know, uh, inheriting uh, Mahomes and Herbert from uh, Megashark, Matt's team. Um, Herbert was, uh, at the time, seemed like a great value. Uh, Mahomes was, like, on the expensive side, but not, like, out of reach. You know, like, uh, uh, quarterbacks could go for I forget the exact number, but... Um, I know if it was me at that time, I was like, "Oh, I just easy. You keep Herbert super cheap. I like dump Mahomes back there." But it's actually the opposite um, that that ended up being correct because just like tight ends, you know, this season is a huge advantage for like the top four quarterbacks, and Mahomes is you know what one or two. Um, so yeah, like holding on to him. And then you have Herbert who you're able to trade away. And, and sorry, did you guys trade also, was that the Tony Pollard trade?
2: It was. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like you, you trade away this extra asset, you have two potential uh, quarterbacks in a thinner position that could be studs. Uh, you get to keep the one that's, that's working out. You trade the other one, you get an asset like Tony Pollard, who then you know starts blowing up. And, and in addition to giving you safety, and again, that's the floor play of the two uh, QBs, same team, but uh I don't know. So that, that, it all worked out and uh, just like good moves, you know, or the lack of moves even until that Tony Pollard trade. So uh,
0: We've yeah. been praising the trade. We, uh, it's almost bearing the lead, too, because uh, I was talking about how replaceable some of the IDP players were. And uh, Robert scored Julian Love and Cody Barton, who are the number four safety and the number 24
2: linebacker right now. <laughs> yeah, so definitely. Quite, quite the haul. Yeah, you know, though I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of kicking myself. I think it was not this last week, but the week before. Um, I traded you. Um, who was that? Martinez, Blake Martinez, and I, and he just had a really good game. And oh, I think Matt that Milano. Was,
1: oh, you're right. Sorry,
2: yeah. Matt Milano. I'm thinking about Blake Martinez because I just read his headline. It's the um, other
1: white linebacker. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> I'm not sure if Matt Milano is a Pokemon fan, but I'm willing to guess that he is. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
2: um, but he put up some pretty good numbers that uh I was just like, man, I, 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 I don't want to say I regret it, but I was just like, I do still wish he was on my team. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it's you do get like those attachments. I mean, I've even had times I made moves for Matt Milano and Willie Gay, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, dude, like. I have to keep playing these guys now, man. I traded for them. I can't drop them, you know? Like,
2: yeah, a hundred percent. So that's how I felt about, um, uh, Luvu you know, uh, Frankie Luvu. I, 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 picked him up off off wires just because I was like, I needed someone during some of those buys and, uh, he didn't have some of the best numbers. Like they were, they were in and out. And then he had like a couple weeks where it was like, man, you did nothing. Um, but he's really been working out for me, uh, at least averaging me. So it's just, you know, it's all luck of the draw sometimes. It's it's, no matter what trade you make, you don't know how that person's going to perform, and you just hope for the best. You hope that they perform as well as you've been seeing them perform, but you also just hope that they can maintain that because with this season, you're seeing so many injuries that you're just like, are they going to be here next week?
1: <laughs> yeah. You're hoping that they like do well because obviously you want them to do well for your your team. And then on the other hand, too, it's like you want them to do well because it's like a lot of times... And I mean, this league is like horrible judging trades. Uh, we, we've called out so many trades. They're like, oh, that's like a horrible trade. And it ends up being like a super good trade. <laughs> We're like the worst <laughs> at it. Um, so, But there's always that pressure. It's like, uh, oh man, if this guy sucks, not only will he suck for my team, Uh, But then, you know, like Brett and Ryan are going to make fun of me, you know, like people out there are going to mock me about it. So there's a lot on the line. Um, But yeah, Robert, while we're talking about players uh, and and attachments to players, um, you know, one of the questions we always ask our guests is like, "Do do you have a favorite NFL player either just as a football fan or because of fantasy?
2: Um so I will say as a football fan, um overall I have always been a, a Packer fan. Oof. Um I know. and I know, <laughs> trust me, I'm aware. Um Oof. and and you know that started with like Brett Favre and Antonio Freeman and those kinds of players, uh Amon Green. Um once that transition happened to Aaron Rodgers, it was Aaron Rodgers, and then it was Jordy Nelson and, you know, uh, Devontae Adams and people like that. And uh, shoot, even Clay Matthews when, you know, he put up like 15 sacks in one year. Uh, But my team will always be my team. My player was always kind of Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'm not the kind of guy to, uh, you know, go away from that player. So I still have a lot of faith in him. Even though I completely understand that that's not the way, uh, the season is going for him, um, but when it comes to a professional level, uh, I would definitely say you know I, I I have to back my my boy Mahomes because he's been doing it for me, but at the same time, like talking about some of these players that um aren't on my team or just. You know, blowing up in their in their own senses. Uh, I I really like Derrick Henry. Um, I really didn't bet on him or put money on him in the draft um, because because of the years that I was in the league the first time to now, I didn't remember if he how good he was, and so I was like, oh, I think he's average right now. So. I With had him, a lot it's
1: always, too, it's like, uh, oh, he was great this year, but he's going to break down next year. And then yeah. It does amazing.
2: And so uh, being in the league this year has really brought me back to, like, focusing on football. And so, like, now I'm starting to uh, develop a lot more, um, you know, uh, appreciation for certain players where before the past three years, it was more focused on just, like, the team. Like, I was like, oh, that team sucks. Oh, that team's yeah. good. I like you know I like that team or I like that D, but now the players are starting to come back into it. So um, to answer your question, sorry, long story. Um, Mahomes has really is really been exciting to watch. He's been really like, I got to watch this game. Like it's not even my team, but I need to watch Kansas City play.
1: <laughs> yeah, because he can like pull off anything. Um... Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't like the Packers, but I appreciate that answer. Um, you and my mom would get along. She, for some reason, just loves the hell out of Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, she drafted him in the first round, I think, the first, league, <laughs> the first year we did our family uh, league or whatever. Um, so I guess that answers another question is, uh, you know, Packers would be your favorite NFL team?
2: Yes, definitely. Um, almost born and raised Packer fan and – I don't think as bad as they could potentially be coming up in the next couple of years, I will ever change.
1: But you know, they had a good run during our lifetimes, like the 90s and the 2000s, and even like the early 2010s. Uh, you know, it was like 10 years ago when you won the Super Bowl, right? So, I mean. Yeah, 2011. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if. if it's a good. It was a good time to be a Packers fan. And oh yeah,
2: I mean, and what? How much more can you ask of that, right? In your lifetime, is that like uh, during the time that if you're a two fan, you know, from life to death, uh, your team won at least one Super Bowl, and they've had pretty consistent players overall. Like I've never been alive where they've been a mediocre to bad team. No, they're always scary. That will never happen, but you know, uh, I've had a good run. (laughs) I could, like, I could die happy.
1: For sure, like the Packers always scare me the same way that, like, the Patriots do. You know, as like when the Seahawks are facing either of those teams, it's just like I don't care how bad they are, like at this moment, like this is a team that has beaten the Seahawks so bad, like in many different times. Uh, but the Seahawks have beaten the Packers too. I like, I like that the Packers are kind of like the Seahawks, uh, like unofficial rival. I think if you ask some like Seahawks fans, like who's our rival, it's the 49ers, maybe the Rams of late. Um, but I think our like secret answer is the Packers. Cause we've just had so many like sweet matchups uh, against each other.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's been a lot of good ones in the history, but, um, on that note, what's actually kind of funny to me is, uh, being a packers fan uh i feel like i say that more often than not is that everyone's always our rival i'm always like oh the lions oh the vikings oh the bears oh the seahawks oh the 49ers i'm like freaking everybody's our rival
1: Everyone wants to be at the top. Also, Justin, we got to apologize. We were saying we and our a lot. I know you and Ashley hate that because for some reason you don't think that like being a fan of a team like makes you inclusive of the larger like team community. But uh, so apologies to you. Uh,
0: apologies to uh, to you guys. I didn't realize that you were out there. You know, playing football sounds like a lot of work. Hey, it's man. not for me personally.
1: I've got a number on a team. It's a number twelve. Uh, so. Yeah. I, I've
0: got a, a follow-up question. Is is Johnny a Secret Packers fan? And he never talks about it?
2: No, not at all. <laughs> <clears throat> I honestly I don't think he's ever been a fan of one specific team. Like I I would say he's probably a fan of players more than a team, but that's just how his mind works in that sense um, yeah that's
1: that's kind of what i'd assume i would actually find it weird if martin has a team he probably does have a team but yeah who knows we
0: just need to go back and listen to episode two or three or whenever we had him on when we asked him that question
1: do, have we had him on this year did we do that yeah, yeah he was
2: like episode okay. three right something like that
1: dude this year has been so nuts uh and also like thinking back to last year when we only recorded what like three podcasts uh i just have a really hard time tracking when what happened when but uh i mean
0: i can remember that we had ryan on the week Twice. before we
2: recorded with him again yeah yeah you you did you guys had ryan and then it was like i think the week i was supposed to be there and justin was sick and then ryan came back the second week
0: and yeah i completely was, forgotten
1: yeah because <laughs> i was in all right robert next question for you yeah, is maybe. uh Rivalry. Uh, We talked a little bit about, you know, you, you and Martin, uh, you know, the Lugo bowl. So there's a little built in there, but I mean, um, early on, have you, has has the universe established a rival for you? Just like a a fierce matchup or, uh, you know, someone you can't seem to beat.
2: Oh yeah. Um, It's funny because I was thinking about this question a lot, kind of anticipating that you might ask that. And from the last year that I was on, I really don't remember anyone that beat me other than Justin because it was twice. And nice. then this year, Justin is one of my only three, including my brother and Ryan. Um, and so I I feel like it's trending towards Justin, but also uh, it, it's it's one of those things for me because I'm pretty competitive to where I'm like, if you ever beat me, you're my new rival. (laughs) Like, I don't care. I don't care if it's once you are now my, my, you know, eyesight forever.
1: (laughs) I love that. Uh, Justin's a good rival. I I, I could definitely uh, rate Justin as a five-star rival.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, one of the Lugos has got to, you know, like fight me back a little bit because I like the most winningest record in the league is me against Adam. So.
1: Uh, it kind of sounds like uh, it, it might be you versus the Bakers uh, if you historically twice yep. last year, once this season. And um, you know, both, both of you guys are looking at playoffs um, and we'll see how that whole like seeding and playoff bracket works out. But um I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about a lot when we talk about the teams, but at this point you're looking at uh, if, if you're in the playoffs or have a chance at the playoffs, you're looking at those other teams going, yeah, I may not have to face you uh, at the end of the season, but there's a chance that we get paired up and do I really want to have a do or die against a team like the Niblonians a team like TGIF, a team like the very not fake butthole surfers.
0: Not fake. Not fake.
1: Robert, I had one last question for you, and we might have talked about this during the draft. There was a lot of inebriation, so I can't remember everything. Um, You actually played football in high school, right?
2: Yeah, actually, I played football all my life. Uh, Yeah? A little bit up to college.
1: Dude, awesome. Uh, What's your primary position?
2: Um, I was always a running back uh, just because of my speed. Um, I guess if you want to incorporate everything, like a little bit of agility and whatnot, but like, I was always a running back. Um, though I did a couple stints there as a linebacker as I started to kind of get a little bit bigger. Um, but I never got that like NFL pro linebacker size. <laughs> That's sweet though. I
1: linebacker was my guess. Uh, running back is awesome though too. I could definitely see you fucking trucking through some tackles. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, who's your who's your NFL comp?
2: Uh, um, I. I have never even thought about that. I, I don't know if I can answer. We,
0: that. we had a big discussion about it. This was a couple months ago in chat. Um, that was a pretty fun conversation, but yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to hear who you thought you're, uh, your are you're running back NFL comp was. Well,
1: I think. Uh, I don't this, know.
0: I have not think about
1: that. Yeah. What this means is like for the draft, we need to build in a combine for the draft so we can get like the whole league's metrics. Uh, we can see exactly how slow we re- run the 40. <laughs> uh,
0: watching everyone try to play uh, kickball this year. Uh, that may have been the last time we do any physical activity at the draft.
1: I, I refute that as a person <laughs> who thought he was going to die. I think uh, it, it will definitely depend on the location. I mean, like if we book another desert location like that, um, we should probably rule out sloshball. Uh, slosh ball. Uh, however, um if we get the right pool situation we can maybe do like a pool volleyball situation uh I, I think even like you know if there was like a beach volleyball like it's sand that we could dive in you know something maybe the heat wouldn't be so bad then i don't know but uh ball definitely got to be a, a grass and maybe like a cooler you know the temecula climate that was perfect
2: i i agree 100 percent. i mean um the first year i was there we played slosh ball on a tennis court um, that was and her. I remember bleeding that, yeah. that year. And then this year I remember bleeding. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, fun fact to everybody, uh, my knee still actually isn't right. Um, hmm. but that's also partly my fault. Cause I didn't go see a doctor. I mean, I was there for two more days. So essentially I, I just cleaned it out and moved on. Um, but I am definitely up for any of the sports any of the time, again, because of my competitiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely am open to any sport, whatever it may be. So I'm, I'm up for it. But if we do slash ball, I'm, I'm down for some grass yeah. to where <laughs> when I fall or if I have to jump to make a, a catch, I ain't got to worry about it, right? Like, it's grass and dirt.
1: Yeah. That's what I really liked about the, uh, you know, uh, not the beach volleyball. Sorry. That was the, the volleyball that we had was also a, a dirt lot, so it was not to dive in. But when I've played beach volleyball on a beach or on a sandy pit where you can dive around, it's quite nice. Uh, but, Robert, it's actually convenient that you got, you know, like hurt with your knee uh, because one way or another, this league will scar you for life. Uh, whether that's basically <laughs> mentally or emotionally, um, so you know you just you, you got it you got it out of the way. Um, but yeah, uh, before we get into the power rankings, we'll break down all the uh, teams. Well, not all the teams. Sorry, um, you know you spoiler teams. We're pro- probably not going to deep dive into you. But uh, let's talk about the matchup of the week. Last week we picked uh, a pretty good one, Justin. We haven't had a lot of luck this this year with the matchup of the week, but we actually uh, kind of nailed a, a good one. It was back and forth all the way through Monday night, uh, TGIF versus shitty Uh, TGIF continues just huge tear, getting those wins on the other side, Ashley still putting up like huge numbers, uh, but three game losing streak.
0: Uh, For some reason, I thought that um, this was this upcoming matchup of the week, forgetting that they had completely um, just played. So uh, yeah, this one looked like it was pretty close. I'm trying the Josh Jacobs thing really just I mean, and if you look at the difference in the score, I mean, that that pretty much was the difference. Um, I remember being excited for me personally, when the game went to overtime, because uh, I had, you know, my defensive players going and stuff. But uh, yeah. Josh Jacobs, man, if you had him, uh, we were talking about house, you know, in our league, that doesn't necessarily mean that you won, but you know, Josh Jacobs, he definitely won this week for Eric.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so insane. Like seeing that, you know, he was hurt going into the matchup and then like news is coming out after the game that he, you know, w- like re-injured his leg at some point yet. He still returned to, uh, you know, run off a 70 yard touchdown in overtime to just like, brutally murder the seahawks stone cold dead um so i mean huge game already before that long touchdown uh, but yeah that really flipped it for eric i mean it, it was back and forth though there were a couple times where i was like oh dude eric's ahead ashley would come raging back back and forth and then uh yeah the the josh jacobs was just the dagger for so many of us out there Um, Just brutal. And also, I mean, uh, more brutal than that for any of the teams that have like playoff implications or in the hunt, not safe like uh, Robert here with his 9-3 record. Uh, But those of us duking it out is that, you know, like the top teams, you really want them to win. So like most of us would have benefited from Ashley winning and Eric getting one more loss, um, you know, that that would set up like a tie between me and him and and, uh, like Martin, I believe. Um, So yeah, just more than just a a brutal defeat for shitty sources. I think uh, for all us wildcard teams, brutal, brutal loss.
0: Yeah, definitely didn't uh, clear anything up. Uh, You know, looking at the continuation of that too, we'll talk more about it in the power rankings, but uh, yeah, continues to just not be any clarity. Definitely going down to the wire, but I mean, two strong teams, you know, I know Ashley's been, um, you know, maybe not the, the dominant team we saw during the first stretch of, um, the season, but I mean, you're looking at this and it's floor games from a lot of her players. Um, and so still coming away with 183 points is just pretty, pretty wild and uh eric you know i mean definitely some gaps you know like i said the josh jacobs thing's really bailed him out because uh, alave uh, really came down to earth getting zero out of higbee and then uh, whiffing on your two uh, idp players um the flex spots is is pretty tough uh and just a lot of points left on the bench too you know like i i see what eric wants to start for running backs when he leaves miles sanders and 30 points on the bench but um never gonna happen They could have started him over a lava. you're not even starting three running backs <laughs> oh, come on eric come on
1: uh it definitely speaks to the state of the tight end position that there are multiple teams in the hunt and i'll include my team in there where we're just expecting like a zero at the tight end spot and if you score any points it's like all right cool um and you're still in the hunt you're still uh competitive but yeah definitely intense matchup shakes it all up justin let's just go like right into the power rankings what do we got
0: uh yeah so no change in the bottom here nothing really to discuss one of these teams um admitted in chat that they have completely checked out can't even submit some fun mailbag questions for our our guest robert so what a bitch yeah Yeah, my
1: only Um, uh sorry my only (laughs) note about these bottom three teams as spoilers i just want to say you guys need to step it up because i really like you guys to do some Upset wins over teams like the Neblonians, the Shenanahads, uh, the Adams, uh, you know, like TGIF. uh, I guess that's up to you, Justin, at some point. uh, But, you know, I don't know. You guys need to step up and start spoiling some stuff.
0: So looking at number nine here, Austin and I, before the pod started, I'm just baffled looking at these power rankings. I understand that we contribute to them, so they should make more sense to me, but uh, like half the teams on here got a win and they moved down in the power ranking, so... (laughs) Um, I, and it may have to do with other teams, you know, the situation looking a little more bleak. Um, uh, but yeah, number nine, we have, uh, moving down from the eighth spot. We have the Adams who got, you know, a pretty good win, um, which they need to, uh, although I will say with Robert also getting the win, you know, that, that probably dims their light a little bit, but you know, Robert, it looked like, uh, Adams were chasing you for a bit. You've now put that, that gap away, but I mean, how are you feeling about the Adams? Are you worried about seeing them again in the playoffs or you think they're on their way out or?
2: Um, no, I, I don't think I'm, I believe they're going to see their way out of the playoffs. Uh, it's, it's kind of, like I said earlier, um, I think they have potential. Um, I mean, some of their key players are putting up the right numbers in order to kind of keep them in this. Um, but I, I, I think that they do have. Areas where they're suffering, and some of that comes from, like, um, who is it? Uh, uh, Dietrich Wise, like putting up five point seven. I mean, you guys have said for multiple, you know, weeks that like IDPs are are kind of where the game's going. Um, obviously you need to have your QBs and your running backs and your receivers putting up numbers, but IDPs are where some of the people are losing the game and um, seeing that, you know, he's putting up a 7.2, a Uh, 6.7. Like, IDPs, in my view, should be at 15, 15 15-plus to help you – win
1: yeah that that's like a crazy new thing i mean i didn't even think about that before you you said this but it's like two not even two years ago last year i feel like if you're getting like sevens eights nines you know from the vast majority of your idp that you're like all right things are going well and yeah i I feel the same way it's like if i if, if if any of the idp positions don't get double digits it's like it just feels like a disappointment even if you know even in with like the defensive line which doesn't score as much so um yeah especially this season i mean that could be a huge weakness for for martin steam
2: but he does have people like uh you know Kyler murray who is kind of back and forth but on a good game you know he's putting up 25 27 and that's right up there with patrick mahomes on you know, some of his mediocre games to bad games and that's competitive.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, and he's getting Kyler back from injury and and Adam's already scoring a lot of points, uh, especially over the last two weeks. Uh, So one thing that will come into play is, you know, um, they currently have the tiebreaker over surfers and the Blonians, TGIF and the shenanigans and Justin, they're just four points behind you. Um, So you have the one game advantage, but you know, if Martin wins uh, the next two weeks, and you have some poor luck, I mean, that could be uh, a tiebreaker that comes into play. So Martin's at least got that going.
0: And coming in at number eight, uh, just complete disrespect for their playoff odds here. We have the Shenanaheads who I'm desperately scrolling back to. Um, They got the win. I guess when we're talking about fake teams, this is what we're talking about. 142 points. Um, Not going to get it done, uh, you know, 90% of the time, but Thankfully playing the worst team in the division or in the league, uh, the bunnies there, but yeah, pretty uninspired scores up and down. Mooney gets hurt. He's out for the season. Uh, Damian Harris gets hurt. Um, so, you know, not necessarily bad uh, roster decisions or anything like that, but just, you know, a lot of injuries piling up and um, you know, maybe not a lot of help coming from the bench either. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, hurts uh, looked like it was going to be the key. Derek Henry, uh, you know, can go off any week, but, um, uh, beyond that, you know, I, I don't know, I, I guess a, a lot of boom bust and this is what happens when everybody busts at the same time.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. I think the boom bust angle, um, is pretty big for shenanigans getting the wins, uh, not scoring a lot of points, as you mentioned, uh, and I'd say a pretty, uh, pretty hard schedule on the way out, uh, facing, uh, the surfers this week. And then the Nebulonians, and you know, if the Nebulonians win this week, Lucina, you know, in, in the last week of the season, is you know going to be fighting for that playoff spot. So uh, that's like probably the worst time to, to face the Nebulonians. I don't know what the, the matchup looks like, but uh, yeah. So I mean, uh, Jim's been getting the wins, uh, but but needs to continue. At least get one more. I think you get one more win on the way out, and he at least locks that playoff spot.
0: So coming in at number seven, moving down one spot with the, the number one score in the league, 215 points, the top score um, overall in the season, the dread metal Puma skulls. Uh, in a must win game, I'd say.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh,
0: comes up huge um you know uh the bill stack was obviously like decent for you um Amonra bouncing back and having a great game was also probably awesome but olikun man i was just like like when the fuck is this game going to be over it's just like every tackle was a fucking dagger dude
1: it was it was pretty cool watching it i mean it's like one of these things and this seems to happen in fantasy a lot where it's like you know, some, sometimes players rack up a ton of points really early on. Like he had, I mean, like 13 points in the second quarter. And it was just like, what are the possibilities that I could be living in in an hour or so when he has 40 points? Uh, that could be incredible. I didn't get that high, but um, yeah, it definitely was a must win game. Last week for me was a playoff atmosphere. Uh, this week, going against my matchup against TGIF, who we will talk about later uh, surging team a team I respect a lot uh, it is also a playoff matchup so I you know it's one of those seasons for me where the playoffs aren't three weeks for me they're six weeks uh, so I just moved past the first round you know uh, so Eric coming for you I hope you're uh, prepared to to show up in a, a playoff capacity because uh, when you come into this house you're gonna you're gonna get that playoff atmosphere and uh, we're, we're gonna give it hundred 112 percent.
0: Are you excited to um, have Garrett Wilson score six points for you and pick and score 26 yeah. on the bench?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's uh, the, the, the beauty of having two uh, just darling rookie wide receivers uh, is the curse that you will start the wrong one each and every week. Uh, but I might start both of them, so that's got to be a good thing, right?
0: <laughs> oh, so Devonta Smith's going to score 26 points on your bench.
1: Yeah, yeah probably.
0: Got it, perfect. Um, all right, coming in uh, tied for I guess fifth and sixth, we have uh, TGIF and the Nablonians. Um, we can I guess look at Eric's team again for a second. We already spent a little bit of time talking. You know, I guess you and Eric's team uh, acted pretty similarly this week, where you did have some some real great scores, but a couple of duds. Um, but overall, you know, we've been talking about Eric as is one of the more dominant teams. I'm, I'm looking here, he's. Second in points over the last month. So definitely keeping up that big tear. 205 was the first time he's broken 200 for the season. Um, and his highest score of the season. But I know, Austin, you you said TGIF is uh, w- one of your most feared teams. But uh, Robert, how, how are you feeling about TGIF? Uh,
2: you know, he's actually interesting to me because I feel like I'm on the same page with a lot of you when it came down to looking at his team. During the draft party, I was just kind of like, okay, you made some interesting choices. You made uh, some interesting selections when it comes to all of that. But they were still, again, for me at that time frame, um, names that I knew of that I was like, I haven't heard of them in the spotlight like I used to, but they're still names that you know, Right. And so I was like, it'll be interesting to see how it'll play out for Eric. And then kind of seeing him have some of these uh, games in the beginning where I was like, okay, there's not much going on. I was a little worried for him. But once all these players started to come back, like uh, uh, Hopkins and so forth and so on, I was like, okay, he could be a contender. Then he started winning a lot of games. And he started putting up points that I was like, can I compete with that if I have to? And I had my matchup and I was like, worried about it. But then, you know, I ultimately pulled out that win, which was nice. But deep down, I was just like, oh man, I got lucky there. So looking at him to go into playoffs, I'm not entirely sure I want to play him. Yeah. Um, being honest, I'm not entirely sure there's anyone I want to play.
1: <laughs>
2: I want to I keep on this uh, win streak. But uh, again, like I said earlier in the in the um, podcast, uh, I think the playoff is going to be very hard for me because of the people like you two and him and even my brother, if he, he continues to put that uh, points that are 80 in a plus or 180 in a plus, um, you know, it, it, it could be rough for me. As Justin said many times um, throughout the pod, like that's almost my ceiling. I've been fortunate enough to have a, a consistent floor, but I haven't reached a, a great ceiling yet. So knowing that people are putting up more numbers in my ceiling is always a worrisome aspect.
1: Yeah, I mean, like if talking about floor and ceiling, uh, I actually think like your it, your team and Eric's team operate kind of the same way, where you guys are like high floor teams, Uh it, it's more about consistent. That is kind of like the Puma Skull way, not this season. Uh, but like with Eric's team, he's just so many of his picks, uh, you know, have just like really come up and started shining in the last few weeks. Um, so he has like not only that good floor, but like we saw this week with 205, like the opportunity to, 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 jump up. So, uh, yeah, Eric's team is looking great. Uh, as far as tiebreakers are concerned, chasing, uh, Justin, your, your team and, uh, Martin's uh, team in points, uh, but only by a bit, I think like he's within 15 or 20 of both of you. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing for him this week is to beat me. Um, cause I'm pretty sure that would eliminate me from the playoffs and that would all, I imagine ensure his, uh, uh, you know, playoff chances.
0: All right, coming in. Oh, well, we already mentioned it, but yeah, on the other side of that, we got the uh, Nebulonians, who yeah, also duking it out. You know, not one of the the top scores um, like the other teams we were talking about, but getting a real big win. And Austin, like you mentioned earlier, really throwing a wrench in some other people's uh, playoff uh, plans. Seven and five puts them pretty firmly in the mix, even if um, they don't have the same point total as the rest of the league. But, yeah, keeping the wins alive. And, um, yeah, I mean, every time I look at Lucinda's roster, I mean, it's just real solid top to bottom, you know, hard to kind of like pick anything out. Um, lacking a little bit of the the ceiling, you um, but, you know, just real solid performers and um, struggling with quarterback a little bit. And it looks like Trevor Lawrence is uh, coming alive for the second half of the season here.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Lucinda's team uh, definitely throwing a wrench in my playoff odds uh, by continuing to win. But I can't be too mad at Lucinda because she's going through the same thing right now with Jim. Whereas like if Jim would just lose Lucinda's playoff odds, I mean, she would jump ahead and. Uh, she's got the score tiebreaker right now uh, over both Jim and Ryan. Um, so she's in a similar situation with me where it's like that record is kind of holding you down and you're just you need every win um, to, to get up there. So, um, yeah, she uh, it's kind of weird, though, because in the last couple of weeks, it, you know, she's probably really hoping for Jim uh loss so that she can jump ahead of him this week and i know there are other ways that this could work out but to me it seems the most likely path for her not only to make the playoffs but win the division is if jim beats ryan this week uh she and jim face off in week 14 so she's in control of her destiny right there um and if she's able to then beat jim and ryan also loses i think that last week she would win that tiebreaker if the current points lead stands so um yeah Listen, I'm mad at you for uh, lessening my playoff chances, but I also I, I feel for you because I'm going through the same goddamn thing. It's horrible.
2: <laughs> Plus, she's she you know she's she's losing um, definitely one of her better and performers uh, at the RB position with uh, Najee here. Yeah. Um, so you you got to anticipate that she's gonna just. Kind of be a little bit in, in, in a slight panic mode of like, well, you know, I lost this player who isn't putting up, uh, you know, 20, 20 points plus, but 10 points at this time in um, the, the the league is, is pretty crucial because with, with all of the, the waiver wire pickups and all that. Like the best substitute you're picking up is a sub part of that by even just halfway, you know, yeah. uh, Half of those points is not gonna win you um, the game from yeah. time to time.
1: And Lucinda' has had to deal with that a lot. I mean, if you are ever wondering, you know who's gonna win the the bad luck, of the year award, just to go look at her IR right now, Darren Waller, Cooper Cup, Joey Bosa. Um, So the fact that she's still in the playoff hunt with that points lead, at least uh, against her division mates, um, I think is a a testament. And uh, yeah, uh, Justin, you mentioned quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, looks like maybe he could be a real deal. So we'll see.
0: Uh, His stat line has increased every week since uh, Austin started drawing pictures of him.
1: Dude, yes. Uh, And I realize that we still haven't posted those on the website. Uh, I think we got one other from not a league member, but a child of a league member. Uh, And it was beautiful. It was great. But uh, Uh, yeah, once again, this is the PSA. If you haven't looked at a picture of Trevor Lawrence this week, do yourself a favor. Just don't uh, Google the Jaguars mascot.
0: uh, Please (laughs) never show me that for the rest of my life. Um, Coming in at number four, my team Giant Octopus. Taking the L against uh, the Puma Skulls, but coming up with uh, 200 points, which I felt pretty good about. Um, Overall, you know, hard to complain too much. I think my team did what I expected them to do. Could have eked out a couple more points um, from uh, bench players. Um, But for me, the big thing, I've never had um, any of the Tampa Bay wide receivers in the past. Uh, I always said, wow, it looks like a mess owning those guys because they're always kind of eating into each other or getting injured or, you know, just being a real boom bust in general. And, you know, Mike Evans got me real excited um, uh, early on in the season, but it has not been fun the last uh, month or so and uh, trying to get off this wild ride. But, yeah, I mean, feeling pretty optimistic. I got here in the notes. Uh, my team has been the number one team over the last month, so. Uh mentioned earlier, you know you want to be hot at the right time. Um, hoping that my team's hot at the right time, but we got two more weeks to go, uh, two more weeks where I do need to win. Um, but then uh, likely another three weeks of playoffs uh, to fight through. So yeah, yeah, a l- long way to go for your team to stay hot. You're in
1: good shape. you're you've got a little bit of a cushion. you know there's there's a real pit fight down here in the mud uh, with like Lucinda, Martin, and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Eric, uh, hopefully this week. But um, you, you've got a little bit of a cushion. You just can't go 0 and 2. But yeah, really good scores. Uh, and as Robert mentioned before, like you know, looking ahead, if you're one of these teams going to the playoffs, you're starting to look at you know who you might face. I would not want to uh, to, to face Octo. Uh, I, I ranked Eric above you. Eric's team scares me a little bit more, but your team else also a little bit terrifying.
0: I was very excited this week when the Bills remembered that Isaiah McKenzie was on the roster and that they could throw him the ball. Yeah. Um, I also, to kind of like ease the pain of me um, fueling Robert's incredible playoff push, um, I like to pretend that Traylon Burks was a part of that trade package um, because he's looking like he'll probably be a a starter for me down the stretch here.
1: Uh, And you know my love for him as a keeper. Uh, He's going to be great.
0: Austin, uh, I'm, uh, I feel like I tried to talk him out of this, like the the all in on keeper strategy. Uh, it seemed like he was really biting, uh, but I think if anything, Austin is going to draft probably even more rookies next year. Um, I don't think there's anything stopping him.
1: Uh, I don't know. Well, first of all, and I, I guess you know if, if if you're giving me a soapbox for this, um, I hope we <laughs> do expand keepers, even if it's just one more, and even if that position, like I'm up for something, even if we just did like a defensive keeper. Like you can't, you can only keep four offensive players, but we have a fifth one for a defensive player. Um, You know, I I don't know who I'd pick or if I have somebody that I can pick, but it's just like, that's one thing I don't like about our current, like if we're trying to balance a video game or something for me, keepers aren't balanced between IDP and uh, the offensive players. Whereas like scoring, you know, we've made some changes and that feels a little bit more, uh, you know, natural. So, you know, whether you guys are up for a, a defensive keeper or just, you know, a, a fifth keeper in general or more, um, you guys know I'm always up for that.
0: All right. Coming in at number three, up to spots, no longer a fake team, um, even with a, a pretty horrible score and a loss. How do people rank the teams, I wonder? <laughs> um, we have the butthole servers. So are eight and four sitting on top of the division. Um, you know, I, not... Not quite a lock to uh, get that. I guess that's what we're mostly looking at now, right? Is who's going to get that second buy? Yeah, um, it seems likely that it's going to be Ryan. But you know, he—I like, can't even call it a lead on Jim. I mean, they're basically tied for first right now.
1: They're within half a point of each other as far as score and then tied record, which is uh, but,
0: pretty insane when you think yeah. about it, right? We've played twelve weeks and there's two teams <laughs> scored within half of a point of each other.
1: Yeah. And I mean, we haven't really talked about the buy situation, uh, but you said second. So it, that's assuming that, you know, Robert here gets, gets first, uh, you know, buy, which uh, is, is definitely looking likely. Um, but I, I, Robert, I imagine you're not looking at going 0-2 because uh, there are some scenarios if you lost the next two games where you could lose that, but uh, Arson pretty for the, the buy, but it's not statistical lock yet.
2: Yeah. I- Um, I think it kind of just goes back to what I said is, uh, it looks good, but I never account anybody out of beating me and, um, as competitive as I am, you know, uh, every week is, uh, must win no matter if I had that lock or not, like it's, it's a must win.
1: Yeah, and so. I think like probably Ryan's feeling the same thing because I think he, I mean he's got he's battling with Jim as we just mentioned, and they're only you know half a point away. Um, but where you know he his playoff chances look pretty good, but you're still you you can't rest on that. You can't go zero two. So uh, both you and Ryan are looking at least to get one more win to help secure that buy um yeah i don't know justin's like is this a team you know you're a playoff team are you looking at ryan's roster and, and feeling uh, a sense of terror if you had to match up against the playoffs or are, you, are you seeing any holes
0: uh, i mean ryan's definitely been hustling like he usually does on the waiver wire. he's we're, we're like competing for pickups and stuff i think the problem is that none of those guys have like really hit yet um and losing michael carter may turn out to be um a, a a bigger deal um, if one of his other guys uh, manages to go down. So I don't know. I mean, the, the roster is looking good. He mentioned his wide receivers. I definitely think that that part is like a a black hole right now. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it it could potentially be pretty scary down the stretch.
1: We'll see. Um, But yeah, your uh, playoff odds, this is your uh, machine uh, calculates his playoff odds at pretty much uh, 93%. That's almost a lock. Uh, so looking pretty good.
0: Yeah. Sitting higher than, um, just, just a bit higher than Jim. Who's at 79%, but, um, yeah, I, well, yeah, I was going to say below whoever, but he's really below nobody else except for Robert. So definitely looking good to hold on to, um, one of those top positions. Yeah. Coming in at number two, we finally have some uh, some change, changing of the guard here. We have the Shitty Soruses who, uh, you know, have been doing reasonably well, but have uh, dropped off quite a bit from what we saw earlier on in the season. You know, one hundred eighty-three, looking pretty good, uh, but kind of like my my game taking a, a tough loss against a, a very tough opponent. Um, As our division continues to duke it out. Um, I know Ashley was hoping that Chase would be back for this game. He was not Um, Higgins put up a good game for her either way. And uh, yeah, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, uh, solid performances for the most part. Um, But look, you know, IDP, not quite as strong as it is on. um, Well, no, not on Eric's side. They both did horrible in IDP. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I mean, like I said, Josh Jacobs just kind of providing the difference there.
1: Yeah, um, it, it's it must be tough for Ashley. I mean, like this is a three-game losing streak she's on now. Um, you know, she's scoring decently well. Not you know some of the the top scoring teams. I'm not sure what your your metrics are. Do you actually have that on hand, stat nerd?
0: the top scoring teams
1: Uh no like uh, what um uh, like you mentioned your you're the top scorer over the past 4 weeks Do you know where Ashley ranks in that
0: Uh yeah over the last month 5th so yeah. um you know the last 2 weeks have been good uh, I think it was mostly due to buys and injuries she had a stretch between week 8 and week 10 where she was only scoring um, about 160 points which again you know not the end of the world so Looking like she'll probably bounce back. Um, getting Chase into the lineup will definitely be a difference maker. And then on top of that, um, you know, Christian Watson and Brian Robinson, both on the bench, who look like they're kind of emerging as big time role players. So yeah, I, I think this, I think this might be the scariest team that we're maybe not appreciating because they yes. haven't been as hot lately. Yeah. But if you start picking apart the roster, you know positions one at a time, you'll you'll start to realize kind of how scary this team is. I mean, that's with AJ Brown essentially just having this like massive dip for the last month too.
1: Yeah, again, I this mean, if, is if he
0: gets it going right now, that's going to be horrifying
1: for sure. I like, and this is again the buy conversation. You know, right now we're talking about Robert and Ryan. You know, uh, basically defending those two buy positions. Uh, before this three game losing streak I mean Ashley was the I mean she's been the number one team in power rankings you know for most of the season uh, but it, it seemed like three weeks ago you know she had, she had that buy on lock um, but uh, just because we're looking at you Robert and Ryan as uh, locks for buy um, Ashley definitely has it in the cards she beats um, you and then she beats me just and, and uh, some other things go right and she could still secure one of those buys
2: yeah, definitely. Um, You know, to be honest, uh, Ashley was another game that at the time that I played her, I was like, man, she's getting the power rankings, number one, multiple weeks in a row. And I was like, okay, all I can do is go out there and play my best game <laughs> and hope that some of the cards fall in place as they did, where uh some of her key players didn't really perform that week and yeah. um that along with buys and injuries um you know you, you get you get the win here and there um but to be honest it just really just goes back to what i said is uh, going into the playoff season or aspect of this season um you know, you're 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 playing the top of the top and, and they're the top for the reason of the fact of their players are performing, they're putting up the right kind of numbers, um, they're making you know, their, their coaches are making the right decisions, all of those things come into play and that's all stuff to to consider and be worried about. So yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 gonna be hard. It's going to be something to worry about. It's going to be something where you now have to be on top of your A game and hope that the decisions that you're making as a league manager are the right ones. And is what it is.
1: Yeah, her and especially like looking back at the week five matchup between you two. You know, you came out with a win um, that week. Kelsey had 30 points. Uh, that, was, that was one of his monster weeks this season. He's had so many. Um, so even with a week where in, in that critical tight end position where there's so much like leverage that Ashley gets from having Kelsey, uh, the two people that you mentioned, Justin, AJ Brown, Jamar Chase, you know, put up kind of like low-scoring dud weeks uh, for her. So uh, yeah, tough uh, matchup back in week five between you two and uh potentially so match up. yeah you if, if if it works out where you two get the buys uh the only way that you could match up against the playoffs if you're looking at, at ashley's team you know in the playoffs would be the Bo Bowl. so uh as far as you're concerned i don't know if you want to match up against her in the Bo Bow uh but you might be hoping for or against her getting the buy there
0: <laughs> all right rolling into the number one team he's here the bakers Looking, uh, you know, getting the win where they need to, staying on top, uh, probably one of your, your lower scores of the season. But, um, you know, looking strong, um, uh, there's always some, I think we've talked about it a lot, there's some players that probably don't get the respect they deserve with our league settings and stuff. Um, Agnew being one of those. Um, Rashid Shaheed, who breaks one of my plugins every week when I'm trying to load it and it says, this is not an NFL player. Uh he's at like 04 percent <laughs> ownership. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean the the roster is looking pretty solid getting it getting it done each week. Um, although, you know, like we've been talking about, I think um, I think it may be more up to your opponent what happens to them. I think I think you're probably gonna come out and score 160 to 180. And then um depending on if the, the other team booms or busts, that's kind of gonna decide the matchup. But any um any strategy headed into the playoffs? Are you looking to, you know? I don't know, shake up the bench or anything, or you just you, you feel like you got your lineup pretty set, and you're just kind of crossing your fingers at this point.
2: Um, you know what? To be honest, I'm not going to lie. Um, as I kind of mentioned earlier, is this season was really just a introductory into the league again. Um, as I said before, that first year. I, I Like, I didn't know what, how you guys played, what you guys played uh, this year. I felt the same way um, going back to, like I said, betting on or putting money out on uh, the waiver wires. I thought I was competing with people come to find out I was like grossly overpaying for things. I feel Austin's, about Austin's
0: been in the league the whole time and he just did that last Dude, night. <laughs> I,
1: this year, I don't know how everyone else feels. This year feels so weird for, I cannot like, I cannot get the temperature the wave of the waiver wire at all. But every time I think that people are going to spend up and I spend up, no one does it. And other times I'm like, Oh, I'll get this guy for a buck on the cheap. And like, Oh, it's like, no $8. nine dollars. So Robert, uh, this year is like, it's just fucking whack. <laughs>
2: Which, which which is fine. I mean, I'm I'm not arguing that uh, I should know better, I guess, in a sense, but like like I said, I just even when it came to the draft I was like, is thirty bucks a lot for this player? Because everyone seemed ham up to thirty bucks, but now I see a couple of people holding back, so um you know, there, there's a slight learning curve when it comes to it, but to oh, talk about my team overall, um, I'm not going to lie, there's a slight part of me that feels like I have been, according to uh, Justin's words, hashtag, hashtag blessed, <laughs> but at the same time, there's a little part of me that was like, no, I have made some strategic moves. Um And some of them have just been, you know, picking up uh, RB2s on uh, a specific roster, things like that, or even threes, um, because of uh, a necessity to fill a a gap in my roster and hoping that it comes out great. And so there's that. But um, I, I, at the same time, have to give credit to... um, Andrew who chose our division because you know he might have thrown me into it just thinking like hey I'm gonna choose this guy who hasn't been in our league and get the easy win but I think uh you know I I want to toot a little my own horn there and just be like you can put me in some of the bad situations and some of those negatives that come across me but i'm still gonna be a contender and that's all i really wanted from this season was to show like hey if i'm gonna be part of this league everyone needs to know that once i learn once i understand how all the moving parts work that like this could potentially be as bad as i do hell yeah dude Yes,
1: uh, the league should be on lookout. Like, if you if you think you're picking an easy division mate, you're wrong. There. I'm also laughing. Like, I wonder, Justin, you're giving me all the shit for picking a super difficult division. Was Andrew like that whole time just going like, this is like the easy? You know, Am I just picking all the easiest things? So pick a free Martin. <laughs> oh I God. mean, a- Andrew's Anders, the Rams of our
0: league. So I don't, I don't think you predicted anything that was going to happen this season.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah Robert I Who's mean that? like you, you uh, one thing i want to ask you about specifically is uh, just return yardage I mean you uh, Justin you mentioned Jamal Agnew and uh, rashid Shaheed who i believe is the the returner uh, but you have a couple uh, of those guys who who get that return yardage is that something i also noticed that martin has, this season has a, a lot of uh, good returners and is getting that return yardage is that something a specific strategy you looked for or is that something you kind of fell into
2: so um i will say this it was actually really uh coincidence that we both had a lot of those players um but it, it i would say it's something that i i fell a little bit more into um and that was based off of i was when i was looking at these players and i was kind of researching them um i was looking at what they do as a receiver and what they do as a return um, receiver, um, so there was a little play that went into both of those aspects. But I will say that I had a lot of hesitation when it came to making those choices because of the fact that I was like, "Hey, I kind of know this sport to the sense of you'll you'll get that one off, you'll get those players that." You know, return it all the way. You'll get those er, players that return it to uh, maybe ten yards more than the average person. But it it was also in correlation with who that quarterback was, in the sense that, like, yeah, every uh, return receiver can get it to the twenty-yard line, but if they can get it to the thirty-yard line. And depending on who their quarterback is, you know, gives them that boost. So there comes a confidence level with that specific player who's returning the ball to be like, look, I can return this ball because I've done it more than once. I do it on a regular basis. I can get my quarterback that extra 10 yards. And that's a mental capacity that you have to kind of consider when you're a player is that like, hey, my quarterback needs this from me, so I'm gonna make it happen. And from our aspect, you're just like, it's only ten yards,
1: dude. But I, I, it makes I, the
2: difference in the game.
1: I feel like when I've been watching lately, I've noticed um, because they've changed so many rules in the last like five years with kickoffs uh, to make the you know the amount of returns are down. Um, but there are a certain, there's some games that you watch and it's like. There was one uh, where a guy was eight yards deep in the end zone. I forget what what game it was. And he returned it, you know, like 60 or 70 yards. Um, And that's something I feel like in the last couple of years that hasn't really happened a lot. Justin, uh, like, we love the return yardage. That that was one of, like, the first, like, major changes we made to this league. Um, But I do feel like we kind of hit a lull with the return yardage points. Um, And this season, I don't know. It's just, like, I'm noticing so many more – like people starting receivers, getting that return yardage. And especially with the changes we made a couple of years ago to the punt return, I think um, there's some like good boosts to be had. And it's like a decent floor play if you need that flex.
0: Yeah, it was really, really good when we first added it when full-time players like Tyreek Hill and um, Tyler Lockett and stuff were like full-time receivers and um, also returning kickoffs and stuff um, kind of died down a little bit when they changed the rules about the safe catch and stuff, um, when they changed uh, the, the yardage and everything. Um, but yeah, it does feel like a little mini resurgence. You know, I, I have a hard time because when I go after these guys, I, I want a guy who has like a role in the offense and also returns kickoffs. Um, but I think what we're seeing is that these guys that, you know, if they're returning the kickoffs a lot, um, for a team that has like a good defense and if they only have like a very limited role in the offense, like maybe even like 10 snaps or something, if they can really just get like one or two catches, Um, that really gives them, you know, probably not like a great ceiling play unless unless they rip one, um, like Patterson or something, but, um, does give them a very, very nice floor. Uh, And, you know, a guy who scores like seven to 10 points a week is, is really nothing to sneeze at with how deep our rosters are.
1: Yeah, and like I, I think a lot of the the um, players that they put in the position to return are the types of players, especially wide receivers. And Jamal Agnew is one of these, uh, where like the few the ten snaps that they're going to do, you know, they're running like a go route. They're going to go all the way down the end zone. So it's like, you know, they they might not always get you the couple catches and the yardage that you need, but they always have that potential not only to return those kickoffs or punts for touchdowns but you know it, it's not out of the question for them to get that like 40 yard 50 yard touchdown no. um which is cool so yeah i definitely i mean idp f- strategy this year was like kind of my focus next year i think I, i'm doing a little uh return yardage uh focus i'm gonna do a little research because uh that's uh, to me one of the funnest ways to to get some points i, I love seeing those return yards
2: yeah but you also know that's going to be the year that it changes right
1: oh for sure i mean they'll change some (laughs) some rule some law that's how it goes Um, but yeah that wraps up the power rankings which only leaves us with uh the matchup of the week and um it's easy now because we're we're now on that like playoff hunt territory um you know early in the season we try to to mix it up and make sure we like you know swap across teams and divisions now we just focus on uh you know the top teams or those division matchups and so there are a plethora of choices uh but i I went ahead and chose it this week and i'm going with the shenanahads versus the surfers um because to me this is something this is a matchup that not only is about who's going to win this division uh again they're currently tied at the top and then separated in total points by only less than half of a point But again, we've been talking about that buy. Who's going to get that other buy? You know, Robert, you just need one win or so, and you should lock that down. So, is it going to be the surfers or Shenanigans? Uh, Not only all that, but it's like there's so because the the wild card spots are so muddled. uh, You know, with the current just nine teams still in the running, and we're two weeks away from the end of the season, this matchup just has a lot of implications. That's all I'm saying. I think it's going to be a good one.
0: Yeah. Hard to tell. Cause Ryan's doing his, his lineup shenanigans. Um, I think it, the, the line is probably going to favor, um, the surfers pretty heavily. Um, but you know, it could be interesting. Um, uh, Jim's team definitely has a lot of guys that can, uh, go off. So, you know, if we see Derek Henry and Jalen hurts at big games, uh, Jalen waddles, another one who can go off with some uh, nice floor guys from like Metcalf and McLaurin and stuff. Um, I think it'll be interesting, but you know, Jim also has like a lot of, Problems with this lineup right now too. A lot of injuries in the IDP. Lost Mooney um, is still inexplicably inexplicably starting Hassan Haskins uh, week in and week out. So yeah, I don't know. Um, Ryan, I can't tell his lineup because he's messing with us. And Jim, it looks like his roster is, is crumbling um, before yeah. him. So you
1: you mentioned injuries for Jim, and that's another team you know you could look at similar to Lucinda's, where there there is a lot of bad luck there. Um, but still, you know, in in the hunt there. Um, yeah, I don't know, Robert, who, who do you have going? I, I think I have butthole eking out a win over Shenanah heads, but who do you got Robert?
2: Uh, you know, that's a hard one to be honest. Um, I feel like, uh, I agree with Justin in saying that Jim has a lot of injuries and a lot of, um, kind of, um, you know, scenarios to deal with in that sense. Uh, but with, with that, I, Looking at Ryan's team um, right now, you know, he currently has four guys in his starting lineup that are on uh, questionables. And uh, his bench, he has two of those players. So, uh, you know, replacing the questionable with the questionable is is not ideal. Yeah, this is
1: where you need that depth. And, you know, some of his depth is injured there.
2: But overall, just filling out the situation, I, I do think Ryan's going to take the win. Um, I, I I think that uh, looking at his opponents, um, he's favorable on on a matchup to matchup um, when it comes to um, offense versus some ID IDP players. So um, I'm going to choose uh, the the surfers in this one.
1: Yeah, I think surfers, uh, and, and just shout out real quick, I, if we're talking about uh, great players at, at tight positions, Max Crosby at that defensive line, I, I've been complaining about it all year, and, and dear Lord, watching Max Crosby score 20 points against my pumba Skulls two weeks ago was uh, just death. But shout out to Ryan, he's got a great IDP. Uh, and uh, yeah, no. I think we're all agreed. Surfers uh, look like the favorites here.
0: Congratulations, surfers. Yeah.
1: Guaranteed total win. You don't have to worry about anything. Um, (laughs) Yeah. That wraps it up for the podcast. Uh, Justin, commissioner, do you have any PSAs, anything to uh, tell the league?
0: Uh, Yeah. Um, Pay Austin, I'm guessing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still haven't sent out that email. Um, So I will be sending that out shortly. Um, But I have received payment from those of you I have received payment from and I haven't from those who uh, are probably not listening. Uh, But yes, I will need to collect that and I'll send out an email shortly. Um, And then I also just make a motion right now on the podcast that I'm never in charge of money again. Uh, I am like probably the least qualified person to do this job. I'm not super organized. I, for instance, did not write down who has paid me. I have a memory though. So uh, like Robert, (laughs) you're good. Justin, uh, I forget. (laughs) Like we'll figure it out. Uh, I shouldn't be admitting this on the pod, but yeah, please somebody take over for this. Uh, Yeah, Robert. It was a pleasure to have you on. Um, welcome for your first, uh, but not last, podcast. We'll, we'll definitely have you on in the future. Uh, maybe uh, a potential playoff uh, pod. You know, we'll, Maybe we'll do something special. Looks like you're heading there. Uh, just any messages for the league or uh, for your brother, who is your opponent this week?
2: Um, yeah, thank you for having me on. And um, as far as messages, uh, bring it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think people are bringing it. I I
2: want it to be a a hard-fought game. Yes. Um, You know, as much as I want to win, I've already succeeded at what I planned for this season. So, uh, like I said, bring it.
1: Dude, Justin, what he just said right there is exactly my justification for this fucking division. All right? Like, I've already proven all I need to prove. I just wanted to be in a division with uh the the teams and rivalries uh that i respect and i want that i wanted the heat all right so uh just yeah you should be you should be grateful Uh, yeah
0: that's the message out to the league do you guys hear this fucking maniac man if he comes out of the bottom of this division and wins the whole goddamn thing i mean it's already insufferable that that might be the the end of it
1: yeah, but on the flip side of that, there's a very uh, real likelihood that by this time next week, I am the most miserable, uh, insufferable bastard with a 0% playoff chance. So,
0: uh, Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah,
1: let's see. Let's see uh well thank you robert thank you everyone for uh, mailing in if you could take the time Jana i hope you're still listening even if you've totally just checked out you know uh as you, uh, a firm 15 percent of our audience share if not more <laughs> well we need you still checked in at least to the podcast but uh to everyone else good luck out there um if you're like me it's a playoff atmosphere already so let's show up let's make those hard decisions um and maybe check into the waiver wire so when i spend a bunch of money it doesn't look like i'm a fucking idiot but uh, you know aside <laughs> from that uh appreciate you all and we'll see you next week on the, bonus the
2: podcast. see ya thank you Bye.